1: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
2: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, Fat and the Furious returns. Uncle Bully, Uncle Tommy talking pro wrestling more specifically iron claw movie dreamer saw it the other night he's gonna break it down give us his opinions we're also gonna talk about the actor who played rick flair did you like him or maybe not so much also tommy does an amazing breakdown of nxt from last night and we're getting you ready for new year's evil, all that and so much more. The Fat and the Furious podcast right here on Busted Open. Tommy, what I'd love to talk to you about right now is The Iron Claw. I mean, this movie has a lot of people talking. I know over Christmas, friends and family were asking me about it because they had heard, you know, they had heard about it. Friends and family who are not really wrestling fans who were asking me about it. I guess it's kind of crossing over into the mainstream, getting a lot of uh, good publicity out there. You said you saw it this uh, this past weekend. Was it last night and the night before?
0: I saw it Christmas night.
2: Okay, cool. Christmas night. Uh, were you by yourself?
0: Nope, I was with my daughter.
2: Okay, one of th- just one of them? just one all right so the floor is yours man the iron claw Tommy dreamers review of the movie about the von Erich family
0: um I really like the movie and you gotta look at it from two separate eyes because I don't want to give any spoilers to anybody because I know a lot of the nation still hasn't seen it because I posted up on uh X and you know uh our very own Ariel had seen the movie as well and before the show went on the air I had a cue her into a lot of stuff. Um, Like I said, I really enjoyed the movie and I thought it was a, uh, a different representation for pro wrestling. And I do hope it continues the success that it has Um, in a short amount of time. This movie could have probably been three hours. They glossed over way too much history, but from I'm a, like and I was having this conversation with Dave because yes Dave and I talk about pro wrestling when it's his off day and we're literally just talking bs about the movie um because of the movie like there was a timeline lapse as well as they they glossed over a lot of a lot of uh, the family history if you're a wrestling fan you will enjoy it But you can't be like, no, that's not how it really was. It should be a note to everybody um, that goes and watches it that it's you can't judge facts over a movie. Just like, you know, people every second uh, go on a social media clip and they judge what was said off of a social media clip as opposed to the entire topic. Overall, enjoyable movie again went with my daughter who's not a big wrestling fan but she's also uh, wants to be in the entertainment industry and she watches I mean she goes to school for it and like shot cinematically very very different enjoyed it enjoyed uh, you know the story that was told and you know then you talk about the Ric Flair stuff and uh, you know yes there was a a lot of backlash on it I went Uh, And showed my daughter the actual Ric Flair promo. And her first thing was, wow, that guy was cast really, really well. And he was an actor portraying a wrestler. Now, we're all crazy wrestling fans. So we're like, no, that's not Ric Flair. Because we're comparing it to the best that we've ever seen. But then if you go back and watch some of those videos that's actual bad acting because every wrestler promo was so over the top, so different. So it's, it's, and you know, there's a lot of matches that don't hold up anymore. There's a lot of promos that you go back and you watch You're like, wait, that was a good promo. I thought back in the day. And it really wasn't. Um, Overall enjoyed the movie. I highly recommend if you're watching it, go to the Alamo draft house. If they have one by you, because for about 30 minutes, 35 minutes before the show, they're just showing all old, old wrestling and wrestling clips, which is very, very enjoyable. And then a, a funnier part was at the end of the movie, for me personally, my server recognized me because at Alamo Drafthouse, it's all about the movie experience. And then everybody started realizing that they watched the movie with Tommy Dreamer so it became a meet-and-greet, and, greet and uh, it was a nice, fun experience.
2: Tommy, a lot of people who saw the movie said that they walked out crying.
0: Did you cry? Uh, uh, I got emotional. It's, I mean, the story is a sadder story. Um, and, and, I mean, I know this is not a spoiler, but they left out a Von Erich. You know, they left out uh, Chris Von Erich, and then the director said, I didn't want to make it more depressing. It wasn't – it's not a happy story until, like like I told you, like Kevin Von Erich's Hall of Fame speech is a very, very um, inspirational speech because he talks about how blessed he was. And for someone to go through all that and still, like, have a a nice outlook on life uh, is really, really something – The actor that played Fritz von Erich is superb and great for the character playing, you know, Fritz von Erich. It was, he was awesome. He really, truly was. I mean, everyone talks about Zac Efron. Um, I, I think the dad, that actor should get such more praise because he was on point for his, you know, how he was about playing Fritz von Erich.
2: Tommy, um, I want to bring you back to the actor who played Ric Flair. Now, I haven't seen the movie yet. I fully intend to do so um, because it's getting such great reviews. And we have a lot of nation members on hold who want to talk about the movie. But over the Christmas weekend, I did see on social media the Flair promo. Were part of the movie who was pre- portrayed by whatever actor, and the first thing I thought to myself when I saw the the flare promo was I thought it was a spoof. You know how in um, Impact you guys do that like throwback wrestling, yep. that thing, and even in WWE, like Cena was doing, they they did some throwback wrestling.
0: Yep, Southpaw also- wrestling.
2: Southpaw wrestling, it's supposed to be goofy and comical and you know over the top. That's what I thought I was watching. I, I thought it was goofy, and I, I'm shocked to hear that one of your daughters, after seeing the after seeing <clears throat> the movie and then seeing the real thing, thought that the guy was cast really well. Because I would assume that you would have disagreed with
0: that. Well, if you look at the body type and if you go back and look at that, you could be like, I can see it with the hair and that type of body type. Then you're also, you know, like when I talk about movie type, I mean, the actor that played Kerry Von Erick is small in height. And there's a scene where they're all the brothers are hugging and Kerry is the smallest. But, you know, again, you got to let that go. But I mean, what I'm trying to say to you, go back and watch some of those promos. It's really bad acting. Some and of that-
2: Flair's old promos?
0: Every old promo. There's so much bad that if you were to break it down today, you'd be like, hmm. Then also, if you go back and you watch, like, it, it's just this over-the-topness because that's how that generation and the, those wh- what the throwbacks are, those throwback shows are basically making fun of what you used to think was super duper awesome. And some still hold up today, like a hard times and stuff like that. But stuff today, if you aired those promos today, you'd be like, wait, what? And I mean, I do go back and watch it. And I went back and I watched that original promo. I loved it because I'm a wrestling fan. If you're talking about non, like, I mean, how many wrestling promos have won accolades and awards as real life, you know, if it was television, it it's not going to hold up from back in the day
2: I, I get what you're saying. I'm kind of just narrowing it down to the Flair promo. I don't remember going back and ever watching flair promos in the past that felt goofy, except maybe when he was back in WCW and he was doing that crazy, you know, gimmick where he would take off all his clothes in the ring and start strutting and dropping elbows. You know, in this movie, we're supposed to get the classic Ric Flair uh, promo. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not bashing this actor. I'm not a Hollywood actor. Um, you know, God bless him for getting the part and doing his absolute best. But man, I thought it was almost a, a spoof. Um, you said that they left things out of the movie. Let's talk about the actual, the wrestling in the movie itself. How was the wrestling in the movie? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups
0: are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For
2: 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. (laughs)
1: Head to factormeals.com slash busted50 and use code BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code BUSTED50 at factormeals.com slash BUSTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: I mean, it's it's passable. It's edited. You know, uh, it's the best way you could. There's no, like, real, real matches. It's clips. It's you know, little bit of spots. And when you're, you know, I've done, I've filmed some wrestling stuff in movies and it's just tediousness uh, and going over the same stuff here and there. Um, and then it's also the, the magic of editing. You know, there was, the, there was a guy who plays Harley Race who's an actor, not a wrestler. I can't go and critique his actual in-ring wrestling because he's not a wrestler. But he portrayed Harley Race great He really, truly did So, you, you know, I, I don't watch You know, any of that stuff or, or even like when I went to see No Holds Barred in the movie theater I didn't come out of saying Wow, I think Hulk Hogan should win an Academy Award Or Zeus, you know, is going to become this great wrestler I went out saying Eh, it was a, a decent movie uh, For the time
2: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my serious XM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano fantasy dirt. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Uh, Tommy, how about some NXT talk? I love
0: it. Uh, enjoyed the show, and they also gave out their awards, which we'll go into in a little bit. Uh, you know, this is it, it's hard this week, but you know, obviously, this was uh a really, really important show going into New Year's. Uh, what is their show called? New Year's, New Year's Evil. Evil. Nice. Um, very nice and very evil. Shout out Danhausen. And they had uh, a lot of continuations for, you know, that show. So, you you know, it was, I can't say a safe show because there was some uh, really, really good stuff uh, overall. Um, there was also, they used a lot, you know, where we came from. We had the master, Paul Heyman, in accentuating our positives and hiding uh, our negatives. That's why we both wore shirts. Um, ah. And they- they, uh, they did a lot of good stuff like that. Uh, they opened up with a solid tag match in an all-or-nothing match, which is, hey, you win, you're in. If you lose, you're out. And uh, OTM of Lucian Price and Bronco Nima uh, secured a victory, and they'll be going on uh, and facing for the tag titles. Uh, but when I say about using your, po- your positives, the Heritage Cup, I enjoy this round system. I think it's different, Um, and Noam Dar really uses it to his advantage, and he had a very, very solid match with uh, Josh Briggs. Uh, The return of Cora Jade uh, versus Carmen Petrovic was a a man. Cora Jade is on fire. Her
1: physicality,
0: her in-ring has really, really gotten even better, and I look for a bigger and better 2024 for her. I'm very impressed with her. Really enjoyed uh, this match <clears throat> and she's she's getting physical in that ring more like this look, it's a different side of her. Really really enjoyed it. Um the breakout tournament, bit of a shocker. Uh where Riley Osborne defeated uh Alexis King even though we had a little bit of uh carnage. At the end, but uh I thought Lexus King would have gone a little further in the tournament. Obviously, they like this Riley Osborne because he's going to the finals. A good match. Um Oba Femi defeated Tavion Heights in a very, very physical uh match. I was uh wanted to hear Jim Ross call it a hoss, these two hosses out there. It's a big hoss right, Tommy. They they're physical with each other two big uh men bringing it and i thought uh again future is bright for nxt in 2024 and something i really enjoyed and i've seen it done in wwe uh i know impact has done a couple with the no ropes kind of like you know fight club wwe did it a lot during the pandemic um and eddie thorpe defeated dijak um it was a very very physical match. There's no ropes. They have uh, a lot of members of the NXT roster on the floor, and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed those type of matches. It's you know a different style, uh, more submission. They try to make it like pro wrestling's version of MMA or the octagon. Even dimming the lights, so you know old school lights out. Uh, or non sanctioned uh, for non sanctioned matches. They used to flicker the lights like, hey, the show's over. And then they're going to come back with uh, this type of match because, hey, the, the show that you're watching is not uh, sanctioning this match. So I really, really enjoyed the physicality and I enjoyed the stuff that the wrestlers did. And when I tell you about your positives, you know, I, I've seen Eddie Thorpe. I haven't been overly impressed with him until. I saw this and now I get that he may have a bit of an amateur background and these type of matches, you can't run the ropes. You can't jump off uh, any turnbuckles or because there's, there's nothing there. And they did some really, really cool innovative stuff. Um, and, And again, another performance by, by Dijak, I really hope he finds his niche in nxt or something else or even like i was thinking man if he could find the right partner he could dominate uh nxt or even go back to the main roster dominate and then i was actually thinking of maybe somebody like him and corbin together as like outcasts or hey like we've that. got we've done it all and they're two big guys that can work they can talk and maybe put the two of them together to dominate the business uh, and they could be like, hey, we conquered everything and now we're putting each other together, blah, blah, blah. Because after a nice title r- run, what could happen? They turn on each other and who's going to be, you know, the heel, who's going to be the baby face? I would give the baby face actually to Corbin because I think because he's been around for so long and he has produced for so long, the fans would actually really, really rally behind him.
2: Agree. Like but a just, modern day
0: skyscrapers almost with those two. Good call. Um again, enjoyed NXT a lot. Uh I feel they made everything important and I feel they made, you know, their New Year's Evil a must see event, which I love and made me want to tune in next week what the matches will be, as well as then uh, you know, we've had A complete turnaround for NXT. You know, we saw Dave was there, you know, Bridgeport and their premium live event, taking it outside of the Performance Center. Seeing that's become a draw uh, again for the brand speaks volumes for not only like the power of the WWE, but like the integration that they had with, you know, this year with, you know, Becky coming over um, and, and so many other stars or like seeing Carmelo Hayes advance to the second round of the tournament uh, on SmackDown, just seeing the integration across platforms and brands. I I really do think it's working and I look forward to watching, you know, New Year's evil, but I also, I really enjoy NXT. Uh, Shawn Michaels said, you know, he feels it's the best uh, program, professional wrestling program for two hours. And uh, I think uh, he's very, very prideful of that and i kind of at times agree with him that man this show really really kicks ass and because the competitors work so so hard and i would say the only other like it feels more so like a team effort the only other place i see team effort is within impact wrestling but you know in the wwe it's uh, in their universe it's definitely the biggest team effort you know going forward uh, and, and like I said, I enjoy Tuesday night of uh, pro wrestling.
2: Uh, the New Year's Evil uh card is stacking up to be one hell of a show, Tommy. You got uh Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams for the WWE NXT title. You got Lyra Valkyria versus Blair Davenport for the NXT Women's title. My favorite, Tiffany Stratton versus. Fallon Henley, Riley Osborne, who we were putting over pretty strong before, versus Obafemi uh, in the finals of the men's breakout tournament. Then we got some high-flying action with Dragon Lee, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruz Del Toto versus the No Quarter Catch Club. We also got Ariana Grace versus Roxanne Perez, and we're going to hear from Ridge Holland. So New Year's Evil seems to be like a fun show and it yeah. sounds, you know i've been listening to you uh obviously since day 1 on busted open i don't think i've heard so much excitement in your voice um about NXT up until lately like you're
0: really enjoying this product well i mean you know you know me just like uh i know you also we enjoy seeing people succeed as well as we always got because of what we were blessed with seeing talent emerge. And, you know, also like, I mean, you're training people, you have, you have such an imprint in the wrestling industry for a lot of, you know, men and women that you've trained that have made it here. We get to watch these young stars develop on television, which brings me back to like when I was a young star developing on television and, Like, you know, uh, even like for people that I wasn't necessarily invested in, they had, because I watched them each and every week, like, I'm like, I could see their moments, you know, and it has nothing to do when you get older, you become more reflective. But like, you could think about your own career, my own career, Mark Henry's own career, where we were, we had all these great coaches and all these people helping us, plus we're doing it on television, it's hard, but you know, you, I, 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 and then when they come on this show, I see them in a whole new light. Um, you know, you're like Trick Williams. Trick Williams comes on this show. And then when he tells you, Tommy, I, rem- I met you before. And I'm like, oh my God, that's you. Because I was like, oh, he's just big. I hope he, you know, does something. He has potential. And then, I mean, he's becoming a massive star within the industry. Um, total side note, I enjoyed what they did last night. They just did a a simple contract signing and it was two guys face-to-face both as good guys, fan favorites and I look forward to wrestling you. I look forward to wrestling you. Boom, stand up, shake hands, little bit of a a stare down. We're out. Uh, That's how the show went off the air. Nobody went through a table. Nobody They had their final words. They said their mission statement, and uh, they went out. Um, And, you know, also littler things like, you know, what happened to the LWO since it got split due to injury, all that stuff. And then you see Joaquin uh, and Cruz come back to where it all started for them, where they got over within within NXT. And, hey, they're going to be doing something because it's cool to see very, very talented workers get more of an opportunity because they're lost in the sauce uh, on you know smackdown cuz the lwo's pretty much gone for now so uh just enjoy little little things like that and then you know even the ridge holland thing where uh, again here's ridge holland who has gotten a lot of heat because when he was earlier in his career we saw a scary moment when he was power slammed I believe it was Johnny Gargano, and it was a big thing because he got dumped on his head. And then, you know, he's the guy who suplexed Big E, and his neck got broken. And then, you know, we had the thing with uh, Ilya Dragunov and a continuation. So that's, I want to say, it's interesting to see because, I mean, he had such social media backlash because of, you know, people... You know, they saying, hey, this guy's dangerous. I've never wrestled the guy. I like the guy. I like the guy's work. And now they're tapping into like some real life stuff that happened because I remember it was a tape show and he's trending again like, oh, he's hurt another person. And I'm like, hmm, I have to wait and see. Once I saw Ilya Dragunov take off the neck brace and be like, hey, let's see this. I'm kind of like, all right, angle alert. But it's a good angle alert because these are real-life issues that have happened that are then going to portray on television, which I like because I feel just like Bully, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Real-life stuff is where the wrestling business should go. Make real-life personal issues, um, and if there is no connectivity, then create one, Bully. I completely agree, especially when it comes to
2: real life personal issues. This is the the direction I would love to see the wrestling business go into. As a matter of fact, I would dedicate an entire show, and this is whether this is the WWE or AEW or Impact, an entire show to doing shoot style interviews with talent and having them basically air their grievances, Festivus, the nice. airing of grievances uh, on other wrestlers, and then take that and turn it into something. Uh, whenever we get real, like, let's just take Punk and Seth. Punk and Seth is off to a good start already, and I think is going to really uh, turn into a, a hell of a grudge feud because of their real-life disdain for one another, or at least Seth's disdain for punk. So whenever we do that, it uh, it always works out
0: best. Yes? In the joking of what, you know, Festivus, the made-up holiday by uh, Frank Costanza, because he didn't George like... George Costanza. Frank Costanza was the oh, father. Oh, that's the father. Made. That's right. You're right. Um, And he also didn't like the commercialization of Christmas. But think about what it was. It was the airing of grievances... And then you had to, uh, you had to have a a fight with the head of the household, right? Yep. Stop your crying and now fight your father. Um. So it's I'm I'm bit we're having our area, and then we're gonna fight. It's really that simple. Um. So uh, again, I I feel I knew I had my own vision for House of Hardcore where I wanted to go. Um. But I see the business could take that turn because it is. That's how you make money. That's how you put asses in seats. And then, you know, they also did their year-end awards and love to hear from the nation who, if they think these were uh, right or who their opinion should win it. They had the tag team of the year. Well, they're not in NXT anymore, but they gave it to the Creed brothers. And uh, do you agree with that? I know Bully agrees with uh, the NXT Female Superstar of the Year, Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Hubba, hubba, hubba. She won the female. And the Male Superstar of the Year is Ilya Dragunov. Uh, Don't know if the people or the nation agree with that one. Uh, Don't know if that was given to him because he's the current champion. I love to hear uh, the nation's thoughts of that. And then... Moment of the year, which was one hell of a moment when The Undertaker showed up on NXT. And match of the year, I have uh, no doubt that this is a really, really clear-cut winner, which was Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov uh, at NXT's No Mercy. One hell of a match. Uh, I think the only thing that could be up for, in my Uh, opinion would be male superstar of the year. Don't know if I would give it to, uh, either trick or Carmelo. They've kind of carried the ball throughout the entire year of NXT and nothing against Ilya Dragunov, but he was a later addition during the year. Um, and I understand that he's a champion and you know how you can't discredit Braun Breaker, even though Braun Breaker hasn't been spotlighted in the sense of being the champion, but he has been a a key, key member of the NXT roster for so long.
2: And speaking of awards, last Wednesday, we all got together in New York City at the Sirius XM Studios, and we did our live Busties Awards for Busted Open. If you missed it, check out the Busted Open YouTube channel. You can see all of the hijinks, all of the tomfoolery, all of the fun awards. You, huh? It was a fun day, man. It was a fun day. You could see Dave LaGreca uh, almost fall out of his chair. Glitch out.
0: He, is that what it's called? He twitches out? He glitches. He glitches. He glitches. It's, like, uh, he... it's the Matrix. There's a glitch in Dave's Matrix. We say something, and he has to reboot. What is going to happen to
2: LaGreca if
0: Cody does not win?
2: It's gonna be bad.
0: Uh, you know, I was thinking because uh, he was just like, "Hey, you know, twenty twenty four. If you if there's ever a time for you to go into the Hall of Fame, uh, it's Philadelphia. How how could they not? I want to be like Dave. I'm not going into the Hall of Fame. He'd be like, I don't care. I got to find out about Cody. <laughs> I think he literally would like push me in the water and just like if they didn't have uh, if Cody's not in the main event, what would happen? Well, this is a good one.
2: If you were getting inducted into the Hall of Fame
0: mm-hmm.
2: while Cody's match was going on at the same time, <laughs> would Dave go to your Hall of Fame induction or
0: watch Cody's match? Uh, like I said, I, he'd be like, Tommy, I love you. He would do like a, can I video it <laughs> and send it in? That would be a great way for me to get inducted. Do, do it uh, while, while the main event is happening. <laughs> You'd be like, Tommy, I love you. You know,
2: you're my friend and you do so great on the show and blah, 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 blah. But it's like when they tell you they're about to give you a big push. Yeah, man, we're about to strap, strap the rocket to your back. We're going to give you this massive push. Man, you're going to be working at all the main events all over the country. But tonight, <laughs> we, we need, need you, you to, to slip them. We need you to do the favor and slip brother over with his finish.
0: Tommy, Slippin we're putting him. you in the Hall of Fame, but. We're doing it dark. (laughs) Yeah. Tommy, good news and bad news. We're putting you in the Hall of Fame, but it's post-mortem. Wait, I'm still alive.
1: (laughs) Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but
0: let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.